Welcome again to another episode of Life is Wonderful.love podcast, where we talk about recovery, healing, life. You want to live your best life? <laughs> of course you do. One of the best ways to do that is with that new course coming out, The 12 Steps Explained, where it's going to get you on the right path, where it's a speedy way to understanding those kind of confusing topics like recovery, therapy, emotional issues. Today we have Richard. Richard, how are you doing today? All good up in Idaho, Hugh. Glad to be with you. Excellent. Well, let's start off. Tell the audience one thing you love. Well, that is a hard question because I have got a ton of loves, but... uh... When you asked me this, the first thing that came to mind was jumping on the trampoline with my grandkids, who are twins, and they're four, and it makes them absolutely nuts. But uh, I got a bunch of other loves, mainly in the outdoors with hunting dogs and pickleball, skiing, golf, fishing, hunting for mushrooms, live music, and swimming in ponds with my grandkids it's just uh, life is good when you're when you're in recovery <laughs> just like an addict i say one thing and you gotta tell me uh, many things but i love it okay let's get into this question question number one you're a dual addict like me compulsive gambler alcoholic and a bunch of other things tell us about the addictive mind whether you're in when you're in your addictions or in recovery because our mind never stopped working. It's just the way we kind of address things. But tell us about it. Yeah, well, I think of, and that's a pretty open-ended question, and uh, uh, clinicians would go to town with that. But but as, a, as an addict myself, I just tell people that I just don't have a governor uh, in my body, and when something feels good or or my mind likes and is attracted to, like the high from whether it be drugs or alcohol or gambling, uh, my mind will grab onto it, and I just don't have the ability, and, and we use the word in, in the 12 steps of powerless, uh, I'm just, I have an inability to just put it down like a normal person would would do something in balance and they might, you know, they might have a gambling session and and set a limit and they go to Vegas and they go sh- to shows and have some fun and and they they lose their $100 and they go, "Oh, okay, that was, you know, they kind of laugh and giggle and and go off to their show and have a good time." Well, uh, as soon as I place that first bet, something goes off in my brain and I, just like the alcoholic in the first drink or the addict taking that first sniff of cocaine or first hit, uh, I am just locked in and I can't get away. Uh, so, so I think the addictive mind is just, you know, I, I describe it as just, uh, just an, it's, I'm, I'm just, I have an inability to stop pleasurable things uh, that will destroy me. And I have, I have to be real careful. Uh, and that's, 
that's what uh, meetings and fellowship and being around like-minded people uh, talking about it and it kind of calms. Uh, so, so in AA, they have a saying that, oh, it came from a story in the book that every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity. And I think in terms of that, in regard to other 12 step meetings, uh, you know, I get around my tribe and, and, uh, as long as I'm regularly involved and I'm wary, I mean, I'm not, I don't live in fear, but I'm just wary that, you know, I have a tendency to take everything to a compulsion. <laughs> yeah, we are brothers in that sense. <laughs> it's like, stop. What is that? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't you stop? Well, I would if I could. Because <laughs> me and you are similar, even in recovery. Okay, let's go to a meeting. Let's go to a retreat. Let's go to a conference. Let's keep talking about recovery, recovery, recovery. In in one sense, that helped both me and you because I mean, we had to we had to keep talking about something that, in this case, was pleasurable in the sense that it was also healthy for our well being. But let's go into question two: Gambling is on the rise in America. How dangerous? is all this talk about gambling, especially now if you turn on the TV to watch any type of game, this easy money to our youth and the people working. Yeah, and I, you know, they've been talking about this since I, I've been clean just a little over 25 years. And there's always something new, some new avenue and I just think what's going on here in, in America and really the world, because I just think it's a natural progression of the Internet in the 21st century. Uh, and I would even go to the opposite end of the spectrum and say, you know what? Uh, those things are also propagating folks to get in recovery sooner uh, and, and even in AA, they introduced a whole new chapter in the book. Uh, oh, about 10 years ago, uh, they stopped in time and the, the, uh, the growth in education of compulsive addictions and young, young people getting in recovery is, uh, skyrocketing. Uh, my own family is an example. I got three kids all in well, two, two in recovery. Uh, one's been in recovery out, but, uh, but the education he, he even had that he's now touching, he's not touching gambling again, but he's touching, uh, drinking. Uh, I, I, I don't think we're in danger. I, although I do think that, uh, I, I mean, it, you can't help but get away the, uh, sports, uh, sports, online sports books, uh, especially propagated by the main gaming company companies are gigantic. It's a huge market. It's growing exponentially. And I think that's just something, you know, the Brits, uh, the English, they've had legalized gambling for forever almost. And, and people have been, people have been gambling, you know, they've been gambling before they could crush grapes. I mean, you know, so I, I do not, uh, I, I'm not scared of it. Uh, but I'm aware of it. And, and I, I just think we, you know, we just, we folks in recovery 
uh, need to do our share. There, it, there are going to be hopefully more young people. Young people are proliferating in AA and and finding recovery very young. Uh, I hope that that spills over into Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, I haven't seen. I, I actually I have seen a little bit of that uh, in some of the major cities. So that would be my answer to number two. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's uh, it's out there. Just to me, my main thing is it just needs to be discussed. You can't just assume that everybody's going to know how to stop. And now it's got the seal of, of approval from all the major sports leagues and at stadiums. So it just, it's like anything, the more accessible you make it, you just have to be aware of how people will interpret that. Well, let's go into question three, working the steps. We've all heard that number of times. Talk to me. What does that mean to you? I will go back to the first run that I made through the steps and I actually went to a retreat. Uh, This is 25 years ago where, uh, and they have, they have 12 separate retreats across the country where it kind of propagates groups of people. Sometimes they're male, female retreats. Sometimes they're mixed, but work in the steps and, and you hear from more senior members how they did it and kind of get some help. And, uh, but one of the facilitators, and this sums it up for me, did it, it, it meshed it for me 25 years ago and it still means the same thing today. The purpose of working the steps is freedom from our past. Uh, and what I adhere to is what you have not dealt with will com- continue to deal with you. And that could be issues of abuse or, or sexual issues or, or financial issues or, you know, lots of secrets. Uh, obviously, addictive people uh, are are covered up with secrets and, and the old term, you know, or the old saying, you're only as sick as your secrets. Um, the, the big thing about working the steps to me is about freedom. And so that we can go out and live our lives. Uh, I got clean at 38. I'm now 63. Uh, it behooves me to keep, So sometimes you'll hear people talk about the wreckage of their present. So just because I'm in recovery, uh, I've already told you that I continue to do compulsive activities. Most of them are healthy. Uh, I still struggle with my eating. uh, So I exercise uh, a lot every day because I tend to overeat. Uh, You know, I, I don't think, well, I would probably describe, be described as having an eating disorder, uh, but I am able to deal with that ongoing with the steps. So I am not a proponent. Uh, Some people, and this is all choice, some people, quote, work the steps again every year. Um, I, myself, uh, I kind of live in well, I live in the 12 steps, not particularly 10 and 11 and 12, which are called the maintenance steps, but but uh, I attend meetings regularly. I work with other folks in recovery, uh, but but 
the main purpose, and like I say, is freedom. So, you know, I'm big on going out and living. Uh, and if I'm, uh, you know, I don't, yes, journaling and things of that nature are great. Uh, and I do need, I, by the way, I do, I'm a big proponent of outside help and I'm a big proponent of sponsorship. Uh, and I heard from a, a Catholic priest ages ago uh, who was in recovery. He said, even the Pope has a sponsor. So I've had, have had a sponsor for 25, 25 plus years. And, and I continue. Uh, and whether you call that sponsorship or mentorship, uh, but all wise men and women have got somebody who's got their back that they bounce things off from with because because as our own counsel, uh, we're just we we don't do well as our own counsel because we will tell ourselves what we want to hear. And uh, so uh, that's a long winded answer to number three. Uh, but what it basically it's back to. It means to me freedom to go on living uh, in recovery. And, I, and, and I've got to continue to do this because, as you and I both know, compulsive addictions don't go away. Uh, so I, I need to continue. And it's not, it's not hard work to deal with, that it's actually pleasurable. Anyway, so that's, that's what I would say about working the steps. Excellent. You brought up a lot of good points. You know, to me, we all have our interpretation and we all hear certain things in meetings or retreats or conferences that just make that impact on us. You know, the way you describe it, you know, the whole freedom from the past. You know, the one thing I always say, this is just my own belief about working the steps. The steps are a way through self-awareness and self-discovery. So I just finally, finally know me. I can finally start loving me. And yes, part of that is coming to terms with the past. And I always try to tell people when they say, well, that happened so long ago, I'm over it. I go, you're not over it. Because that's the one thing I learned outside the program in therapy, that time helps, but time does not heal. The only thing to heal it is, is actually doing the work processing it, feeling it, moving through it. So then you can live much more free. Like you're saying, it's about freedom. It's about growing because, you know, we all, we both know addictions are death. Recovery is life. And who wants to survive? I'd rather live. And it's just such, such a better way to, to go about it. And I'm glad we met 25 years ago at that candlelight meeting. We continued this (laughs) We've continued this journey through two different programs, talking about alcohol, talking about gambling, talking about the steps, working out, going to eat, talking about family and all all the wonderful things that we've been able to share over 25 years. And your friendship has been appreciated and vital to my own recovery. And I've always valued our connection. Well, likewise, my friend, and and you and your listeners have a great day, and let's go out and do something fun. I agree. With it's that. not all it's not all work, but we can also carry that one too. I can I can grab that one real hard too. So I'm, well, it's we, Sunday. It's Sunday here. I'm gonna go out and have some fun. All right. Well, as I say, just have fun and work. Do both. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
Yeah. All right. With that, this will end this episode of Life is Wonderful. Love podcast.